In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our children, they're brushing up on the Heidmer in Sunday school these past weeks, which led to a good question by one of the kids. Why do we open our arms and turn up our palms as we pray the Lord's Prayer? I don't know if you wondered that, but there's actually much spiritual significance in that little detail. Because in church, in this church especially, we don't just worship God with our head and our words, we worship Him in our bodies, our whole selves. So this movement of hands reinforces the meaning of our prayer. God, my heart and my hands are open to you. Now we talk a lot about the need for an open heart in the journey of faith, but today we will talk about the need for open hands because they re- the two really go together. We open our hearts to God in worship in order to open our hands. God help me to stop grasping and be grasped by you who are greater. We think good thoughts in church in order to do good deeds. God, I am blessed by your hands. Use my hands for the blessing of others. So let's take a look at these hands which get so little attention in the spiritual life. First, look at your hands. They are amazing feats of design. My friend Adam, he got a PhD in biophysics at Stanford, no less, on the intricate movements of muscles in a drummer's hands. You could do a dozen more doctorates on our amazing hands. They're capable of performing the most delicate surgery on eyes and brains, and also spiking the football like Gronk after a touchdown with great force. And as with all things made in the image of God, Our hands aren't just functional, they're moral. They're moral because they can be used for good or for evil, for the will to power or for service. And since the beginning of time, God has given us a pretty stark choice between philosophies of life outlined in the position and posture of our hands. Do we trust in the power of the closed fist or the open hand? hand. The world only responds to the closed fist, not the open hand, said King Philip of France. Summing up nicely the way of the world and sort of our default posture in life, I would say. Since Adam and Eve, all of humankind, you and I, we've been given everything in life. We've been given our own lives and everything in creation. Yet somehow, we're not satisfied. And we've never really been able to share. The philosophy of the closed fist has always whispered in Adam's ear, in Eve's ear, in our ear, nothing is for free. Take what you can. Look out for number one. And persecuted people like ours are further tempted to clench our fist because it's in our survivalist DNA, even in our church. In the dark days before the Armenian genocide, Hermian Hayrik, 
made his famous Iron Label speech to awaken our people to the law of the closed fist. He said that in the bubbling cauldron of world power, only the Iron Ladle, that is, power of force, gets you anything. Legal and moral power, he lamented, is like a paper ladle. It quickly melts into nothing. And though we hate to say that or to believe it, it's hard not to close our hearts and clench our fists in the face of all the cruelty and competition of the world. Yet you know there is an alternative to the life of the clenched fist. There is more power in the open hand than in the clenched fist, said Herbert Casson, and he summed up this alternative way. This way isn't naive about power and the clenched fist. It simply relies on a higher power in the grace of God's open hand. And this, of course, is the way outlined in our scriptures and church heritage with dozens of examples. The Apostle Paul, in the readings of last week and this week unto today, he was imprisoned, beaten, rejected, betrayed by the iron fist of the pagan rulers of the day, but his openness to God and his love of others overturned paganism and birthed the worldwide Christian church. The young nun Hiripsime was murdered, and Gregory was tortured by the closed fist of King Dertat. But their openness to God and long-suffering love overwhelmed Dertat and gave birth to our church. Metzrob Mashtos experienced great trials to serve his nation, writes the 5th century historian Koryun. Yet God the All-Bountiful blessed him, for with his holy hand he became the father of wonderful new offspring, the Armenian alphabet. Every significant chapter in the life of our people has involved suffering, but also a choice of how to respond to suffering with an open hand or a closed fist. And at our best, our people have raised our hands to God and opened our arms in fellowship when faced with worldly trials, trusting in a hidden power which has overcome the world. We've witnessed time and again how the closed fist of crucifixion is opened by Jesus' cross-shaped love. And I think that this, I know, that this hidden power is still at work today. We have a wonderful example in this very church. St. Hagop was born of the remnants of the great iron fist of genocide. And over decades, in this diocese, in this country, uh, we struggled to overcome scarcities that demanded much sacrifice. Yet along the way, somehow, some way, we learned to trust more and more in the grace of God's open hand over the closed fist. Our survivalist instincts and our scarcity mentality, which I know I have, have yielded to a higher power. God has accomplished great things through the open hearts and open hands of you all in this church. I remember that many people thought we would never accomplish building a church or a hall. We've not only built them, but we've been able to sustain Armenian Christian life within them by our stewardship. And many people thought that 
We must focus only on the needs of our people and our children. But it turns out that together we can also meet the needs of our Armenian brothers and sisters and their children. And finally, some people have felt that our mission was accomplished in building this church and hall. But today, again, we're reminded that we've made a nice start in building a church, becoming a church, however, whose hearts and whose hands are open to God and each other. This is our ultimate end, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.